O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, December 8th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Vayigash, and it means, And he drew near. Genesis 45, 19-27 And you are bidden to add, do as follows, Take from the land of Egypt wagons for your children and your wives, and bring your father here. And never mind your belongings, for the best of all the land of Egypt shall be yours. The sons of Israel did so. Joseph gave them wagons as Pharaoh had commanded, and he supplied them with provisions for the journey. To each of them, moreover, he gave a change of clothing. But to Benjamin he gave three hundred pieces of silver and several changes of clothing. And to his father he sent the following, ten donkeys laden with the best things of Egypt, and ten donkeys laden with grain, bread, and provisions for his father on the journey. As he sent his brothers off on their way, he told them, Do not be quarrelsome on the way. They went up from Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. And they told him, Joseph is still alive. Yes, he is ruler over the whole land of Egypt. His heart went numb, for he did not believe them. But when they recounted all that Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to transport him, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. Enough, said Israel. 
My son Joseph is still alive. I must go and see him before I die. Hosea 10, 1-14, 9 Israel is a ravaged vine, and its fruit is like it. When his fruit was plentiful, he made altars of plenty. When his land was bountiful, cult pillars abounded. Now that his bows are broken up, he feels his guilt. He pulls himself apart his altars and smashes his pillars. Truly now they say, We have no king, for since we do not fear Hashem, what can a king do to us? So they conclude agreements and make covenants with false oaths, and justice degenerates into poison weeds, breaking out on the furrows of the fields. The inhabitants of Samaria fear for the calf of Beit Avon. Indeed, its people and priestlings, whose joy it once was, mourn over it for the glory that is departed from it. It too shall be brought to Assyria as tribute to a patron king. Ephraim shall be chagrined, Israel shall be dismayed because of his plans. Shomron's monarchy is vanishing like foam upon water. Ruined shall be the shrines of Beth-Avon, that sin of Israel. Thorns and thistles shall grow on their altars. They shall call to the mountains, bury us, and to the hills, fall on us. You have sinned more, O Israel, than in the days of Giva. There they stand, as at Giva, shall they not be overtaken by a war upon scoundrels? as peoples gather against them. When I chose them, I broke them in, harnessing them for two furrows. Ephraim became a trained heifer, but preferred to thresh. I placed a yoke upon her sleek neck. I will make Ephraim do advance plowing. Yehudah shall do main plowing. Jacob shall do final plowing. Sow righteousness for yourselves. Reap the fruits of goodness. Break for yourselves betimes fresh ground of seeking Hashem, so that you may obtain a teacher of righteousness. You have plowed wickedness, you have reaped iniquity, and you shall eat the fruits of treachery, because you relied on your way on your host of warriors. But the den of war shall arise in your own people, and all your fortresses shall be ravaged, as Beth Arbel was ravaged by Shalman on a day of battle when mothers and babes were dashed to death together. This is what Baal has done to you for your horrible wickedness. At dawn shall Israel's monarchy utterly perish. I fell in love with Israel when he was still a child, and I have called him my son ever since. Thus were they called, but they went to their own way. They sacrificed to Balaam and offered a carved images. I have pampered Ephraim, taking them in my arms, but they have ignored my healing care. I drew them with human ties, with cords of love, but I seemed to them as one who imposed a yoke on their jaws, though I was offering them food. No, they return to the land of Egypt, and Assyria is their king, because they refuse to repent a sword shall descend upon their towns and consume their limbs and devour them because of their designs. For my people persist in its defection from me. When it is summoned upward, it does not rise at all. How can I give you up, O Ephraim? How surrender you, O Israel? 
How can I make you like Adma, render you like Zeboim? I have had a change of heart. All my tenderness is stirred. I will not act on my wrath, will not turn to destroy Ephraim. For I am Hashem, not man, the Holy One in your midst. I will not come in fury. Hashem will roar like a lion, and they shall march behind him. When he roars, his children shall come fluttering out of the west. They shall flutter from Egypt like sparrows, from the land of Assyria like doves, and I will settle them in their homes, declares Hashem. Ephraim surrounds me with deceit, the house of Israel with guile. But Yehuda stands firm with Hashem and is faithful to the Holy One. Ephraim tends the wind and pursues the gale. He is forever adding illusion to calamity. Now they make a covenant with Assyria. Now oil is carried to Egypt. Hashem once indicted Yehuda and punished Jacob for his conduct, requited him for his deeds. In the womb he tried to supplant his brother. Grown to manhood, he strove with a divine being. He strove with an angel and prevailed. The other had to weep and implore him. At Bet-El, Jacob would meet him, there to commune with him. Yet Hashem, the God of hosts, must be invoked as Hashem. You must return to your God. Practice goodness and justice and constantly trust in your God. A trader who uses false balances, who loves to overreach, Ephraim thinks, Ah, I have become rich, I have gotten power. All my gains do not amount to an offense which is real guilt. I, Hashem, have been your God ever since the land of Egypt. I will let you dwell in your tents again, as in the days of old, when I spoke to the Nevi'im, for I granted many visions and spoke parables through the Nevi'im. As for Gilead, it is worthless, and to no purpose have they been sacrificing oxen in Gilgal. The altars of these are also like stone heaps upon a plowed field. Then Jacob had to flee to the land of Aram. There Israel served for a wife. For a wife he had to guard sheep. But when Hashem brought Israel up from Egypt, it was through a navi. Through a navi they were guarded. Ephraim gave bitter offense, and his Lord cast his crimes upon him and requited him for his mockery. When Ephraim spoke piety, he was exalted in Israel, but he incurred guilt through Baal, and so he died. And now they go on sinning. They have made them molten images, idols by their skill from their silver, wholly the work of craftsmen. Yet for these they appoint men to sacrifice. They are wont to kiss calves. Assuredly, they shall be like morning clouds, like dew so early gone, like chaff whirled away from the threshing floor, and like smoke from a lattice. Only I, Hashem, have been your God ever since the land of Egypt. You have never known a true Hashem but me. You have never had a helper other than me. I looked after you in the desert, in a thirsty land. When they grazed, they were sated. When they were sated, they grew haughty, and so they forgot me. So I am become like a lion to them. Like a leopard, I lurk on the way. Like a bear robbed of her young, I attack them and rip open the casing of their hearts. I will devour them there like a lion, 
the beasts of the field shall mangle them. You are undone, O Israel, you had no help but me. Where now is your king? Let him save you. Where are the chieftains in all your towns whom you demanded? Give me a king and officers. I give you kings in my ire and take them away in my wrath. Ephraim's guilt is bound up. His sin is stored away. Pangs of childbirth shall assail him, and the babe is not wise, for this is no time to survive at the birthstool of babes. From Sheol itself I will save them, redeem them from very death. Where, O death, are your plagues? Your pestilence where, O Sheol? Revenge shall be far from my thoughts. For though he flourish among reeds, a blast, a wind of Hashem shall come blowing up from the wilderness. His fountain shall be parched, his spring dried up, that wind shall plunder treasures, every lovely object. Shomron, Samaria, must bear her guilt, for she has defied her God. They shall fall by the sword, their infants shall be dashed to death, and their women with child ripped open. Return, O Israel, to Hashem your God, for you have fallen because of your sin. Take words with you and return to Hashem. Say to him, Forgive all guilt and accept what is good. Instead of bulls, we will pay the offering of our lips. Assyria shall not save us. No more will we ride on steeds, nor ever again will we call our handiwork our God, since in you alone orphans find pity. I will heal their affliction. Generously will I take them back in love. For my anger has turned away from them. I will be to Israel like dew. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall strike root like a Lebanon tree. His bows shall spread out far. His beauty shall be like the olive trees. His fragrance like that of Lebanon. They who sit in his shade shall be revived. They shall bring to life new grain. They shall blossom like the vine. His scent shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim shall say, What more have I to do with idols? When I respond and look to him, I become like a verdant cypress. Your fruit is provided by me. He who is wise will consider these words. He who is prudent will take note of them. For the paths of Hashem are smooth. The righteous can walk on them while sinners stumble on them. Jude 1, 1 1-25 Jude, the servant of Yeshua HaMashiach and brother of James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Yeshua and called, Mercy to you and peace and love be multiplied. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write to you of the common salvation, It was needful for me to write to you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered to the saints. And there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, (coughs) and the angels which kept not their first estate, 
but left their own habitation. He has reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise, also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke you. But these speak evil of those things which are not known. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain, and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward, and perished in the gainsaying of Kor. These are spots in your feasts of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves about with without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withers, without fruit twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousand of his saints, to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaks great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time, who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Yeshua HaMashiach unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference, and others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and ever. Amen. Psalm 127, 1-5 Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wakes but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he gives his beloved sleep. Lo, children are a heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. 
As arrows are in the hand of a mighty man, so are children of the youth. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Proverbs 29, 15-17 The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself brings his mother to shame. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous shall see their fall. Correct your son, and he shall give you rest, yes, and he shall give delight unto your soul. I'd like to speak to you today from the book of Hosea, chapters 10 through 14, and dive in on those chapters. And recall that Hosea, the book of Hosea, is primarily being written to the northern kingdom, to the ten tribes of the north. Although there are little bits and pieces of it that are, is also speaking to the southern kingdom, to the house of Judah. Let's begin in chapter 10, verse 1, where it is written, Israel is a ravaged vine, and its fruit is like it. When his fruit was plentiful, he made altars aplenty. When his land was bountiful, cult pillars abounded. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Throughout the Bible, Israel is compared to a grapevine. See, for example, Isaiah chapter 5. Hosea uses this metaphor to describe how as Israel prospered, they lavished even more money on their idolatries, shedding their relationship with God like an overburdened vine casts off its grapes. The Hebrew word for ravaged, bokek, is a play on words and means both to empty and to lay waste, and also luxuriant. Though originally prosperous, the people used their wealth inappropriately, which leads to exile of the people and to the land becoming empty and barren. In chapter 10, verse 4, it reads, So they conclude agreements and to make covenants with false oaths, and justice degenerates into poison weeds, breaking out on the furrows of the fields. I just thought that was a beautiful description, a very uh, visual and graphic description of how justice has degenerated into poison weeds. And just kind of as a little sidebar note, as I think about where the United States is and, um, you know, even the election fraud situation that happened last November and all the different court case actions that were brought. I'm thinking of how Texas brought a case before the Supreme Court and they wouldn't even look at the case. They wouldn't, they said there was no standing. And so they wouldn't even listen to the evidence of the election fraud. And that to me, and a lot of people felt like that was justice degenerating into poison weeds. Where is the justice in the land? Continuing on, In chapter 11, verse 1, it is written, I fell in love with Israel when he was still a child, and I have called him my son ever since Egypt. So here, that reference, ever since Egypt, who was it? What group of people was in Egypt? All 12 tribes were there, Joseph and his brothers and their descendants. So that's all 12 tribes. So that includes northern and southern kingdom. But then in verse 3, 
we zoom in on the northern kingdom. Verse 3 says, I have pampered Ephraim, taking them in my arms, but they have ignored my healing care. That's Ephraim is a reference to the northern kingdom, to the ten tribes of the north. Continuing on, in chapter 11, verse 9, I will not act on my wrath and will not turn to destroy Ephraim, for I am Hashem, not man, the Holy One in your midst. I will not come in fury. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hosea compares Israel to a son that Hashem lovingly carried in his arms and healed when sick and taught to walk. Therefore, as an expression of his love, Hashem states that he will not express the fullness of his anger at Israel's rebellion, for he is not like man. Rashi explains that unlike man, God never regrets any good that he performs or promises to carry out. Therefore, despite their rebellion, he will not go back on his promise of an eternal bond with the children of Israel, nor his promise of redemption. Instead, he will call out to them with a roar like that of a lion, which will be heard in all the places of their exile. They will return to him like a bird that returns to its nest, and he will ultimately settle them in their homes. Verse 11, when he brings them back to the land of Israel. So let me read those two verses from chapter 11, verses 10 and 11. Hashem will roar like a lion, and they shall march behind him. And when he roars, his children shall come fluttering. Where? Out of the west. I believe this is a remez hint hinting at the greater exodus to come, because the ten tribes of the north, the non-Jewish part of the nation of Israel, that includes you and me, my friend, we are still scattered to all the nations of the earth. And this is talking about his children shall come fluttering out of the west, verse 11. And they shall flutter from Egypt like sparrows, from the land of Assyria like doves, and I will settle them in their homes, declares Hashem. So this includes you and me, my friend. Continuing on, let's take a look at chapter 13, verse 8. Like a bear robbed of her young, I attack them and rip open the casing of their hearts. I will devour them there like a lion. The beasts of the field shall mangle them. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hosea portrays Hashem in his ferocious anger at the children of Israel as a female bear whose cubs have been stolen. Radok notes that the mother bear takes care of her young cubs much more than most of other animals. Therefore, the sense of anger at the loss of her cubs is correspondingly much stronger. Similarly, God cared for Israel for so long that his sense of loss at their rejection of him is enormous. Finally, let's look at chapter 14, verse 2. Return, O Israel, to Hashem your God, for you have fallen because of your sin. The Israel Bible commentary to this verse reads as follows. Hosea concludes his prophecy with a direct cry to Israel to repent and return to Hashem. This is a central theme of Hosea's prophecies. In this short book, the Hebrew word for return, shuv, 
appears 25 times. Hosea holds out hope that if the people wholeheartedly repent and return, the upcoming devastation can still be avoided. But for that to happen, two things must occur. First, the people must recognize that their sinfulness has led to their predicament. As he says, you have fallen because of your sin. More importantly, the commentators note that Hosea uses the word ad, which means to, instead of el, which means towards. For repentance to work, it cannot be a fleeting fancy or a mere turning to God's direction. Rather, the people must embrace a sincere commitment to renew the relationship with God and return not just towards, but all the way to Hashem. And so this book is a message to each and every one of us, a personal message. And as we review our own life and look back on our journey and where we have been and where we are now and where we are headed, many of us can identify with the journey of Gomer that there was a time in our life before we came to Yeshua that we were like Gomer. We were wandering around in the world, caught up in our own selfish desires, caught up in our own idolatries and adulteries, having an affair with the world and with all that the world offers, with our back turned toward God. And then each one of us in our own journey came to the Lord came to Yeshua and asked him into our heart and began a new faith journey, a new walk, to follow after him and to learn of his ways and to walk in his path, to learn his commands and to walk in his love. And so as we consider and meditate upon this book, we see the incredible compassion and mercy grace and forgiveness that God the Father has towards his children, that even when they are in rebellion, even when they turn their back upon him, he can't just throw them away or throw them under the bus. He says, I still wait in patience for them to return to me. May we have that kind of a heart, that same heart, that God has towards us. May we extend that towards others. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Shalom. Adonai Adonai the ironic blessing from Numbers chapter six, twenty-four to twenty-six.
Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.